Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. If you've been around Encounter Church uh, a while, you know that we have uh, a team of gifted, anointed preachers and teachers And uh, you guys have put up with me for four weeks in a row. And so today you're going to receive, I've already read over it, and I am so excited about this word that Pastor Deanna is going to share with us today. But before Pastor Deanna comes up, how about you just enjoy this little video? This is a, you know, this is an example of how not to share the gospel with people that do not know Christ, you know? I wanted to find something humor, with a lot of humor, because if you know me, I love humor. I've said this before, one, time, one day I will be a stand-up comedian, you know? And so that's my, that's, my, that's my dream, you know, maybe when I'm an empty nester. So I think humor, God speaks through humor. I think God is a God that is very hu- humorous. You know, I think sometimes we have a very uh, wrong perspective of who God is. So that's why I wanted to show you a little bit of this video. But also, uh, after watching this and seeing, you know, this is not the way how to do it, I felt compelled <laughs> to share with you how to share the gospel, you know. And we have been through several weeks about going and making disciples, about reaching the unlost, about reaching the unchurched, reaching, getting out of our church, getting out of our comfort zone, you know. And through the Gospels, if you read through the Gospels, you often see this phrase that says, I will make you fishers of men. And another translation says, I will make you fishers of people. So I decided that I wanted a more uh, kind of like common language. So I titled my message, Let's Go Fishing. Okay? So I want to show you this morning, I'm going to make as interactive as I can and dynamic and funny. How do I share the gospel? How do I go fishing for people like Jesus was call, is calling me and calling you? So first of all, I want you to, to, there are similarities about going fishing, the actual fishing sport or practice, I would say. When Jesus called his disciples and says like, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. There is similarities. So with these similarities, number one, point number one is like, we need to go where people gather. Okay, we need to, so, so if you think about Kennesaw, what are, what are places that people, where are places that people gather? People gather at Walmart, people gather, tell me, tell me some of the places that people gather. Swift Control, coffee, where else? Restaurants, KSU, you know, there's several places, you know, where people gather. Because if you see the similarity, when you go fishing, you don't go fishing to a lake that there are no fish. Like, I mean, you, you I mean, if you, 
Okay, so I've never been fishing. I have to confess, I've never been fishing. But I did my research because one day I will go fishing. So when I, that day that I decided, I have to look and ask Andy. I know Andy loves fishing, you know. Andy, where are the lakes that I should go fishing? You know, because you, you just, you need to find a place where people gather. And I want to show you in Mark 1, verse 16, says the following. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the living into the water, for they fished for a living. So you see, okay, verse 17. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and follow him. I'm gonna focus on verse 16. He said that he was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And in another version says, a lake. Okay, so Jesus was walking. He knew what people did in Galilee. And as people that, you know, maybe your relationship with the Lord is you just received Jesus in your heart. And this is new for you. Or maybe you have been walking with Jesus for quite a long time. This is for everyone. You need to find a place where people are gathering And you need to go because it never says that Jesus was just sitting there in his beautiful beach chair, you know, sipping some coconut water. And, and, oh, okay, my father told me that the disciples are going to come to me. You you know, when you go fishing, you don't... You don't go fishing and be like, here, fishy, 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 fishy. No, you throw your net. You go where they gather. You, you, you activate yourself, okay? So we need to be on the lookout. Where are people gathering? Oh, pastor, but, but you know, um, I'm, I'm shy. It's okay. It's okay. You know, we're going to talk about that. Don't worry about it. You know, don't feel pressure. There's no pressure. Jesus is not going to pressure you. I want to give you practical tips this morning how to do this because this is for every one of us. This is an invitation for the beginner, the baby in Christ, and the very old person in Christ. Okay? So, it says that Jesus is always active. Jesus is always on the lookout. Jesus is always watching. And as us, that we represent Jesus, and when we carry Jesus, we have to be active. Jesus is not lazy, so we should not be either. If you expect for people to come and ask you, what is your testimony, then you have something wrong. People are not going to ask you that because they do not know Jesus, but you do. So let's get activated. My whole objective this morning is that you are activated in the spirit that your heart will grasp the heart of God and that you will go and you will burn with zeal and passion and start preaching the word of God and bring so many people to Jesus. Because the kingdom of heaven is very near. But hell is, is, is also real. And so that is my hope, that you will grasp the heart of God this morning. So let's get activated. Let's awaken our senses, our ears, and our eyes. And where are people in need? People are in need. You will, you, some of us are so rushed when we go and do things that we forget that the, the person behind me at Walmart is in so much need. So number two, we have to engage with people. 
So it's not about only finding a place where we gather, where people gather. It's not only becoming active, it's engaging with people. One thing is to find a place. I can find Walmart, but I cannot engage with anyone at Walmart. And I know you need the Holy Spirit to be at Walmart, (laughs) especially at the checkout lane. When people forget their stuff. Anyways, you know, I've repented of that. Uh, So we need to engage with people. And I want to take you to Matthew 4, verse 18 through 19. It says, yeah, that one. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little further up the shore, Jesus saw 70 sons, James and John, in a boat repairing their nets. He called them at once. Pay attention to this. He said he called them at once. And they also followed him, leaving their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired man. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. So, you know, there is something very interesting. When you study the Gospels, all the time you see that Jesus engages with people. And he initiates conversation. And I have several examples. One of these is when Jesus met the woman at the well. He initiated a conversation with her. He said, give me some water. And when he was looking for disciples, he walked along the seashore and he called them out. So he engaged in conversation. He wanted to be their friend. They had never, ever experienced Jesus. He was trying to reconcile them to the Father. That was his whole goal in mind. They need to know my Father. They need to know that I am real, that I can heal, that I can deliver. And we need to find where people gather. And we need to engage in conversations. We need to stop and talk. And that is very uncomfortable many times when we are on a rush. Okay? And so I, it's very important that we stop. I want to share a little bit of a, of a story. Um, I shared this with our e-group leaders on Friday. But I have two, two, diff- two testimonies or two stories. Uh, one of them, I was at the park on a Sunday, very randomly. I was at the park, you know, with Lucas. And... Um, there happened to be a couple, you know, talking. And I noticed he spoke Spanish. And, uh, and I don't even know how this, this conversation started. But I said, I noticed his, his uh, accent, you know, similar to mine. <laughs> and so um, I said, you speak Spanish. Habla español. Ah, yes, sí, sí, sí. And, I, and I'm like, where are you from? And he's like, I'm from Honduras. Oh, yo también, me too. And so I, I noticed her, uh, his uh, wife wasn't, she was looking at me but didn't speak too much, you know. And uh, it, ca- it came out to be that she is from Slovenia. Yeah, Slovenia. And so, of course, she, you know, and I was like, oh, so I started talking to her. And, you know, finally, to make it short, I got her number, and we have been texting each other, and we haven't been able to meet just because of schedules. But I just want you to understand how important it is to stop and engage with people because she has been telling me a lot of things that have been happening in her life 
She doesn't even know me. You know, and what a great opportunity. And I said in, in our conversation that we had, I said, you know what? Jesus' heart is not that way. She has never been to church. She's not familiar with Jesus. But I am. And I am looking for the day that she will bow down before the Lord. You know, and so that means pursuing. And that means engaging again. And that means going again to the park in this very hot summer that I do not like. You know, that means sweating your life out literally with your kids. You know, it is uncomfortable as you can imagine. You know, I don't know what makes you uncomfortable. I don't know where you need to gather. And you need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you and give you compassion that is driven by action. Okay? Because the Bible says that Jesus, he saw the crowds and he was led by compassion. And he was led to action. So it's not just finding a place. Oh, I came to the park. Yeah, but you didn't speak to anyone. You know? So... It's very important. It's very, very important. And I want to share uh, with you a couple of practical ways how to share when you are in this place, in this, you know, uh, setting, how to share the gospel. Conversation starters, you know. I know some of us, some of us are very uh, extroverts, you know, and some of us, you know, are introverts. So a couple of ways of how I do this is like, hey, how's your day been? Hey, have you been busy? If I'm at Walmart or Target or a place where they offer a service, have you been busy today? And you know that you start a conversation. Another thing is like, man, this weather, you know, that's <laughs> this weather. And, you know, especially if you're at the park and, and you see mom sweating. Oh, yes, I hope it rains. And, you know, you keep on talking. So those are a couple of ones. But I wanted to invite Julian because Julian, he is an introvert, you know. And I was sharing with him about my, my sermon. And he told me something so, so um, interesting. And so I want him to share this because he has a, a lot of good insight in regards how to start a conversation, you know, if this doesn't come naturally to you or if this is new for you, okay? How many introverts in the house tonight? <laughs> you know, how many of you have taken those uh, Facebook or online personality tests? Well, you just compromised your personal information to the Russian government. <laughs> so, you know, when I think about those tests, you know, that we all do, uh, and it tells you, oh, you're this, this, and that. And sometimes we take to heart all of those results, you know. And sometimes that's, I, I think it's sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Yes, because it's good because it gives you a a glimpse of who you are, what your strengths or weaknesses are. But I think that when you embrace that and, and you say, this is who I am and I'm not going to change, that's when it becomes an issue. I think that um, we put our personnel. So number one, you know, don't let your personality put you in a box. You know, um, sometimes, you know, at work, um, you know, being an introvert, Part of my job, you know, is sometimes to sell and do a sales pitch to clients. And, you know, to me, that's, it's not the part that I enjoy doing it, but I had to do it. 
And I don't know how many of your jobs require you to do things that you are not fit. Have you, have you done that? <laughs> have you been in, put in that situation? But, you know, it's, uh, when we think about work, well, it is my work and I have to do it and I change, right? But when it comes to the gospel and sharing with others, sometimes we do wear the T-shirt says, I'm an introvert, I don't want to do anything because I'm, I'm shy, right? You know, I just want to encourage you that um, at least, you know, for me, what has worked um, in engaging people is, you know, it's, you can, need to fake it a little bit. And I'm not, th I'm not thinking about faking it uh, that you care for people because you have to really care for people if you want to bring people to, to God. Uh, but I think when your personality, you know, plays you tricks, you just need to fake it. And, you know, start talking about the weather. How are you doing today? Oh, I enjoy the weather and whatever. And just, it's not naturally to me. But, you know, part of my work, I am a recruiter. So I talk to a lot of people. I go to these places where I travel and I need to meet people. And I, I meet with people, you know, that are older than me, that make way more than I do. And that, you know, I don't have a lot of things in common, you know, but... It's always good, you know, when, when we all have things in common. We all have kids. We all, we're, we're looking to grow. If they're looking to grow in their career, you know, God gave you an individual experience um, that you can share and connect with others. That is unique to each one of us. And I think as I've seen my life um, being an introvert being used is, you know, sometimes... Clients, I have heard this from clients, but also from people is, you know, hey, with you, I don't have to, uh, when I'm talking to you, I know what I'm getting, you know? So sometimes, you know, don't underestimate the power of your personality. You don't have to fake be somebody that you are not. And you need to be yourself and, and show how really you care for people. So that's in my experience what has worked. Thank you, Julian. So you see, I think what, I, and I'm going to talk about this, is like uh, your availability. How much are you available for Jesus? You know, how much, that step, you know, like you have to. And like I said, you don't need to have 10 years of experience and walk with the Lord. One day. One day. You know, and so I want to go to my third point. It says, be prepared. So first we gather, we go where people gather. Okay. And you might be saying like, I don't know. Well, you need to ask the Holy Spirit because it all boils down to, because where I go and, and people gather is not probably the place where the Holy Spirit wants you to go where people gather. Okay. So it's very personal. Okay, I'm not going to be, if Isaac is going to Walmart because God told him to go there, you know, I'm not going to copy his way of reaching out to people. It has to, it's an individual thing that the Holy Spirit will tell you, will give you a specific mandate in the sense of like the mandate is already there. If you were wondering what your calling is, I'm going to just share with you some information, you know, and give you a revelation. Your calling in your life is to go and preach the good news and make disciples to all nations. So if you were wondering what your calling was, there you go. Okay. Uh, no need to, no need, you know. 
no need to be wandering or that, that is your calling that is your mandate God put that in your life in my life now how and where we're gonna do this that requires complete dependence and revelation of the Holy Spirit okay that's why we need to be prepared okay when we go fishing when Andy goes fishing and I'm putting Andy on the spot because he's the only person I know right now in this church that he loves fishing is there another person that loves fishing that I Evan okay so who else oh Jack Jack okay so you know when Evan and Jack sorry Andy if I put you on the spot when Evan and Jack <laughs> wanna go fishing they need to be prepared with fishing supplies you know and if there's a is there a girl that likes Felicia you like to go fishing okay you know when Felicia goes fishing she doesn't go on high heels you know when Evan goes fishing he doesn't go with a tie and a suit no 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 when we go fit when when they go fishing they need fishing poles fishing bait what other stuff net fishing <laughs> a boat yeah I mean unless you want to be very aggressive and like uh, I was researching there's like 16 ways of fishing you know and there is one called the electric fishing and that's you know you electrify the fish you shock them and usually big fisheries do that so ju just saying if if you want to be that aggressive with people and tease them a little bit you know <laughs> zap them <laughs> just saying anyways so you need to be prepared okay but since we're talking about reaching the gospel you know how do I prepare how do I prepare so number one first of all what is my equipment my equipment you only need one thing your availability to Jesus your obedience your daily yes and I want to really, really just nail down into this word, daily. Why do I say it's a daily yes? Because life happens. Discouragement happens. Sickness happens. Depression happens. Family happens. And it takes intentionality and a daily yes to say, here I am, regardless of everything in my world falling down, here I am, send me here I am I will go okay so it's a daily yes it's your availability okay I want to read Mark 1 verses 16 through 19 in the Passion Translation it says as Jesus was walking along the shore of Lake Galilee he noticed two brothers fishing Simon and Andrew he watched them as they were casting their nets into the sea and said to them come follow me and I will transform you into men who catch people instead of fish immediately that is a key word they dropped their nets and left everything behind to follow Jesus walking a little further Jesus found two other brothers sitting in a boat along with their father mending their nets their names were Jacob and John and their father Zebedee Jesus immediately walked up to them and invited the two brothers to become his followers. At once, Jacob and John dropped their nets, stood up, left their father in the boat with the hired men and followed Jesus. This is the type of invitation Jesus is giving you today. Come and follow me. How available and how quick are you? These people had no idea who Jesus was and they dropped everything. They left everything behind. They left their father, their nets, their boat, their higher people. And they said, here I am. I'm following you. Yes. 
That's all you need. That's your resource. That's your tool, your availability, your obedience. And this is an invitation for the baby in Christ. If you have a journey with the Lord, which is recent, this is for you. If you have no relationship with the Lord, this is for you. Because let me tell you something. Jesus loves you and he wants to partner with you. And Jesus wants to rescue you because when he rescues you, he's thinking of a generation behind you. He's thinking of a group of people. So I don't know where you are in your walk with the Lord. He is inviting you this morning. How available are you? Come and follow me. Let's both together make fishers of people. He's not going to leave you behind and say like, okay, you decided to follow me. You figure it out. No, no, no. He will teach you. He will reveal to you. He will speak to you. He will come to you in, in different occasions and he will give you word of knowledge and revelation. I'm going to share with you a story also. This week I had to go and do the emissions test for my car and I had three kids in my car and the guy says, can you step out of the car? I need to do something with the engine. The engine. And so, you know, I step out and... And I was just waiting there, and the Holy Spirit says, pray for him. He has a, an issue with his back. His back is in pain. You know, and I'm thinking, wow, okay. I'm thinking Lucas because Lucas does not like the car seat. Like, he doesn't like the car seat. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, okay, I'm going to be very obedient because I want to be obedient, not half obedient. I don't want to be like, uh, let me think about it. No, I want to be quick and swift and, and just like, like flash when Jesus tells me something, okay? And so I said, okay. So I said, uh, you know, thinking on my conversation starters, none of them fit the mold. So, so you know, I said, uh, it looks like you're in pain. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I have a pinched nerve. I've been taking ibuprofen, and it just seems to not go away. And I said, okay, can I pray for you? And he says, I, yes. Mind you, I'm not a religious person. I said, Jesus isn't either, but he's in the business of healing. Yes. You know? And so, and so, you know, I was like, all right, okay, okay, you finish your stuff, and when you're done, I'm going to pray for you. So I get in the car, and I said, are, are you done? <laughs> you know? And, you know, I said, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray that by your stripes he's been healed, his back, you know, heals. And I pray that he has an encounter with you today, you know? And, uh, and I said, amen. And I said, you have a great day, you know? <laughs> you know, so... So, you know, I need to go back. I need to go back, probably not to do my emissions test, you know, but just to check on him, you know. And I'm going to take my kids. <laughs> and it's, I'm going to talk to parents. Just, this is just a PSA for parents. Everything that we do, let's model it for our children. There is, no, there is authenticity in that. You know, our children are craving authenticity and genuinity. This society is full of fakeness. We need to model what is the normal. You know, for them, when they go to college, for them, seeing people sick should be not normal. You know, so they need to, oh, let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Oh, my mom did this. Oh, my pastor did this. My uncle did this. My, my cousin did this. So we need to model it. That was uh, extra for you. You know, uh, so I also want to focus. Um, it says, can we go back to those verses? Mark 1, 16 through, through 19. Um, let's go to verse 17. 18, I'm sorry. Okay, so 
Notice how in verse 19 says, uh, walking a little further, Jesus found two other brothers sitting in a boat along with their father, mending their nets. Okay? And in another uh, translation, it says that uh, they were fixing their nets. Some of us, our availability is broken. It's, uh, it has uh, fine lettering. Okay, I will, uh, uh, I will follow you, but not, not, not today, God. You know, I, you know, I'm really busy. My kids are going crazy in front of, like at Walmart. What? That is a broken availability. Oh, right now I don't have money, so I cannot be. It's not about money. Jesus never said it was about money or if you had a job or didn't have a job or if you had a car. Or he just said, come and follow me. So how is your availability? How is my availability? Let me tell you something. I'm going to become very vulnerable. You know, my availability was very broken. I would say like my net was non-existent. <laughs> I had forgotten my net. I didn't even know there was a net behind me, you know. So my question for you is, how is your net? How is your availability? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? You don't need to be a Bible scholar. Yes. A little testimony of myself is like when I became a Christian, I was 13 years old. And I became a Christian, uh, and it was on a, I went to, we went to, my mom and I, to a women's conference I think it was and I became a Christian on a sat on a Sunday on a Sunday and I started preaching the gospel in all my high school Monday I had a small group in my house I started preaching and I started telling people I had no idea about theology where the word was rooted in Hebrew no I just knew Jesus had something had done something in my heart you know and so I said okay I'm gonna I'm this I feel this peace in my heart so I need to tell my my classmates and you know what I was a I was a wild party girl you know there were parties at my house and my mom is in the back she knows you know uh, she knows I'm not like you know now uh, let me tell you something the parties that I used to have back in the day are probably not as bad as the ones they have right now you know <laughs> but anyways I was you know I love dancing and let's go dancing and everything was party every Friday and Saturday I had parties at my house or someone else's house I was the organ I, I would organize I would coordinate everything so when I met Jesus he he was he put a grip he gripped my heart so radically that I left everything behind one day you know and I started preaching the gospel on my high school and people were being saved people were being saved I had no idea about rooting words in Hebrew I had no idea about spiritual maturity I had no idea about how a leader should look I just knew Jesus had gripped my heart so strongly you know and we came and I became so radical so radical that people started saying oh so she became fanatic she became, oh, she, oh, Diana, she became crazy, you know? That's what they would say. But, you know, I look now, I look now, and from my classmates, you know, I have uh, four classmates that, I, that are, I currently have a relationship with, you know? One of them is a lead pastor. The other one is like a high school pastor, you know? And, and they're fulfilling their, the, 
the, the, you know, the, the calling that the Lord had in their life. I was part of that. I was probably the one that sowed the seed, you know. I invite them all to church, you know, and I went to a charismatic church, and some of them were, went to a Baptist church, and you know how they, you know, my church was very crazy, you know. But they, had a, they started having a relationship with the Lord. So this is for you. This invitation is for you. Wherever you are in your walk with the Lord is for you, okay. So your availability is very important. Maybe this is something that the Lord has been speaking to me quite a while already. There was a time recently where I, I felt I needed to like recommit myself to the Lord. You know, I, I was not sinning and like backsliding or no, no, no. But, you know, I had a broken availability to him. I had put excuses and you know, your excuses might be very valid because life happens. But remember this. It's not you that convinces people. It is the spirit of God in you that reconciles people to Jesus. You are only a tool. You are only a tool. So what do I need for I to be prepared? Two things. You need to be prayed up and you need to be read up. You know, so prayed up, you need to have an active and alive relationship with God. That is all that you need. If you are following Jesus daily, if you're reading the word of God daily, if you're seeking his presence daily, then it's good. Why? Because you're going to encounter people that you need the revelation of the Holy Spirit to tell you what to say, what to do, how to pray. And also, you need to be read up. You need to know the word of God. So a couple of practical things. Start memorizing Bible verses. Start jotting them down. John 3.16, you know, uh, Romans 5.8. Start memorizing and memorizing, you know, every day. Start, uh, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror and just, you know, practice. Know the word of God. Because the word of God is the one that will transform, that will sanctify, that will convict not you, the word of God. It's not you. I want you to understand that you, Jesus wants to partner with you because he wants, he cares for you. He wants you to be part of him and what he's doing. His heart is for you, for you. And he wants to, he wants to use you. So be prayed up and be read up. Okay. Read the word of God. Read it. Memorize it. Okay, have an active relationship with daily, daily. It's a daily thing. Oh, pastor, but, but you know what? I, I forgot to read the Bible yesterday, so maybe I'm not capable of reaching out to people. No, yes, you are. Because the Bible says that every day is new. It's a new mercy every morning. So if yesterday you had a bad day, if yesterday you had a temper tantrum, and maybe you, you were not a great example of Jesus in your life with your boss, Today, you can do it again. That is the mercy that God gives us. Sometimes, you know, um, let's go to verse 8. That same uh, Luke 5, 5 verses 1 through 4. Okay. It says, on one occasion, Jesus was preaching to the crowds on the shore of Lake Galilee. There was a vast multitude of people pushing to get close to Jesus to hear the word of God. 
He noticed two fishing boats at the water's edge and with the fishermen nearby rinsing their nets. Jesus climbed into the boat belonging to Simon Peter and asked him, let me use your boat. Let me use your life. Push it off a short distance away from the shore so I can speak to the crowds. Let me push your life a little bit out of the comfort zone so I can speak through people through you. Okay? And it says, Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. Jesus is sitting down in your life because he wants to teach people from your life. Okay? When he had finished, he said to Peter, now row out to deep water to cast your net and you will have a great catch says, Master, Peter replied, I've just come back from fishing all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you insist, we will go out and again and let down our nets because of your word, okay? When they pulled up their nets, they were shocked to see a huge catch of fish, so much that their nets were ready to burst. You will be surprised what God will do with your availability and your testimony. Okay, let's go. It says they wave to their business partners. So you wave to your other fellow Christians. Come and help me. Pairing up. That's why we're doing e-groups because we're going to learn to go and preach the good news. It says they waved to their business partners in the other boat for help. They ended up completely filling both boats with fish until their boats began to sink. When, P, when Simon Peter saw this astonishing miracle, he knelt at Jesus' feet and begged him, go away from me. How many of us have said, you know what, this is too much for me. This is, I cannot, ha- I feel overwhelmed. I cannot do this. Nobody said that you were going to do it. We, Jesus is going to do it. Yes. It is in his strength. It says, Go away from me, master, for I am a sinful man. Go away from me, God, because I sinned yesterday. Because I had a a little rough time yesterday. Go away from me because I'm a sinful person. And says Simon Peter and the other fishermen, including his fishing partners, Jacob, and and they, they were all struck over the miracle of the catch. Jesus answered. This is very key to us. Do not yield to your fear. Do not yield to your shame. Do not yield to your temptation. Do not yield to your guilt, to your condemnation. Do not yield to your fears, Simon Peter. From now on, you will catch men for salvation. Do not yield. Let me not yield to my fear to the point that it will cripple and paralyze me and not go. Let your weaknesses not be a hindrance of God, how God can use you. Okay? As you go, and, and this is something that the Lord spoke to me in my heart this week. As I go and preach the good news, he's healing me. He's delivering me. He's revealing himself to me. He's meeting me where I need to be met. He's supplying all my needs according to his riches and glory. He's supplying finances. He's supplying health. He's supplying. He's fixing that issue as you go and preach the good news. So I want to challenge you this morning. And I want to finish up with this. John 1, 35 through 37. The Passion Translation says... The very next day, John was there again with two of his disciples as Jesus was walking right past them. 
John, gazing upon him, pointed to Jesus and said, Look, there's God's lamb. And as soon as John's two disciples heard this, they immediately left John and began to follow a short distance behind Jesus. I'm going to stay there and I'm going to finish with this. The whole point of going and preaching the good news is because you're going to point people to Jesus. Because when you are gazing into Jesus' face, you are bringing others behind. And if you think about it, when you have a good friend and you want to introduce your good friend to someone that doesn't know your good friend, you start speaking about this good friend that you have to this other person. Hey, you know, Mickey, my friend Mary, she is wonderful. You know, she loves to host. Oh, her house is beautiful. I want you to meet her. So you start creating curiosity of who this Jesus is. Hey, you know what? Jesus saved me. I was in sin. I, you know, I, I had a situation, my family, in my family there was cancer and Jesus healed it. So you start creating curiosity and people have itching ears. Oh, who is this Jesus? I've been to church, but I don't know that, that Jesus that she's speaking about. So he says, so when Jesus is ready to encounter, because Jesus is ready to encounter people. So you have been introducing Jesus to this person that doesn't know Jesus. You will start speaking about who he is what he does how he moves what he will do and when this Jesus comes along you have to be ready because these people will recognize him and will go will leave you and go and preach the gospel and bring others so you gaze upon Jesus and you point oh here's the lamb oh let's go here and people are gonna start saying oh bye bye I'm going to Jesus and you know what's the point you point them to Jesus because when Jesus encounters them you want them to depend on him not on you I want to finish with this I want to challenge you this morning the same way the Holy Spirit has challenged me my availability how is your availability this is something that I want you to wrestle with the Lord and we're going to go into ministry time how is your availability how does it look like is it broken do you need to mend it are there some uh, you know fine print do you have certain limitations I don't know where you are but Jesus is inviting you to recommit again to say yes how will that look like I'm not sure what kind of risk you will need to make I'm not sure and you don't know either but if there is something that you want to risk at all it's for Jesus because this society has risked so many things and put so many things on the line moral finances everything and everything is lost but with Jesus you don't lose anything so it's worth my risk right it's worth my risk I don't know how it will look like to you I don't know where you need to gather I don't know what you need to do how you need to prepare but if I can transmit my heart to you say yes one more time
going to ministry time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.